0: If you've heard any of our podcasts or you've seen me do live trainings anytime in the last 30 years, you've probably heard me talk about sequential unified duplicatable systems. After 40 years in this profession, I realized that what I thought made total total logical sense to real-world business-minded intelligent people when I'm talking about unified, sequential, duplicatable systems, I thought, well, everybody gets that, and I'm realizing, no, they don't. Most people's concept in network marketing uh, is, oh, yeah, Dale, I get that. Uh, we have a website to send prospects to that's not the company's replicated site. And really, that's about the extent of it. If you talk about duplicatable systems, or the, we post on social media five times a day. That's our system for creating leads. And I'm and and so many times over the last twenty years, I'm thinking, really, that's what you get out of unified, sequential, duplicatable systems. And I've said it every way I know to say it. But throwing mud on the wall, hoping some of it sticks, are promoting random tips, tricks, and nuggets in order to hopefully help your team build their business is not the way to build duplicating teams, only specific systems will ever duplicate, specific systems that anybody on your team can implement, personality, work ethic, uh, how you come across on social media, etc., etc., will never duplicate. In this week's podcast, I'm going to feature a session that was recorded about probably 15 years ago. With the great John Milton Fogg, author of The Greatest Networker in the World. And it was also, uh, he was also the publisher of Upline Magazine back in the day. And this was an interview he did with me. And again, it's been at least 15 years ago. Uh, I've had many people interview me over the years, but I've never had an interviewer that asked such difficult, thought provoking, out of the box questions. The interview was part of a series series that John did back then, back in the day. Uh, And of course, now it's been copied by Mr. MOM Pro and and others. It was called uh, Mastermind Interviews with Legends or something like that. And the reason I wanted to feature it on this week's podcast is in the past week, one of the has been really one of the best weeks I've had this year. I had the opportunity to talk with five different people. I talked with a lot, but there was five in particular. Three of them had been with Herbalife. One lady had been with Mary Kay and one with Amway. And all five of those conversations were just awesome. They all went in the same direction led by them really about how network marketers today have no concept of the real wealth that this business model can provide and how real duplicating teams are actually built uh, that we, you know, it's, it's all about followers and it's all about, you know, the blind leading the blind. It's all about posting prey on the internet. And so it was a great conversation and I really appreciated those. And then uh, this morning I saw where a member of our team, Posted some random off the wall, uh, gibber jash, gibber jash, <laughs> whatever that word is, gibber, what is that word? It, it wasn't very, it wasn't very thoughtful. Let's put it that way gibberish, uh, on LinkedIn and had, and, and this post had no way for prospects to contact her. And honestly, because of the track record of this person, I would fire her on the spot if she was an employee. She should know better, but some people would just rather be creative than wealthy. Uh, I also listened to a few minutes of a leadership call uh, with a couple that I sincerely love and respect uh, very much, and the statement was made on the call. We're not in the... the we're not one of these leaders that say my way or the highway. And my immediate thought was that should be the attitude of all real leaders. Every real leader in any profession that's leading people, and especially it's like a baseball manager. Should a baseball manager a great baseball manager, have a my way or the highway? Now, that doesn't mean they don't relate with people and love people and care about people, but if they're a manager of a baseball team, shouldn't they have the my way or the highway attitude? Shouldn't they be convicted in what they're doing and what they're teaching and dag on it, I told you to bunt, I want you to bunt? I mean, again, maybe I'm missing something. I mean, I don't know, but I think about leadership, and I don't know a real leader that doesn't have a my way or the highway mentality. I mean, you can call Donald Trump a lot of things, but the one thing you can't say is he wasn't a leader. His my way or the highway attitude got under people's skin, but people that are secure in their own convictions are not normally disturbed by those with opposite views if they're secure in their convictions, if they believe what they're saying. I understand that times have changed. I get that people want a quick, easy way to make money online. Everybody's searching for the foo-foo dust, and people are looking for an app on their phone that will do all the work or some other kind of magic bullet. The profession is overrun with self-proclaimed gurus teaching you easy ways to build your business uh, that have very little or no friction. Uh, require very little self growth or the expansion of your comfort zone. But the bottom line truth is, you know, those, those methods, you know, you might be able to sponsor maybe four or five people a year using those methods, but they're probably not going to do anything once they join. And you will never fulfill your true upside potential and legacy income if you don't have a sequential, duplicatable system that will allow average people with above average desire. And this is real important not to easily do the business, but if you don't have, if you don't have systems in place, sequential unified duplicatable systems that allow average people with above average desire to develop the skill sets that are required to build a network marketing organization, the mindsets to help them expand their comfort zone, and the time management skills required because most people that start are part-time. And as Jim Rohn said, time management is the best-kept secret of the rich. And if you don't have these three systems in place that are required, and I said required, to develop duplicating teams and legacy income within a network marketing business model. So, l- 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 just to be clear, new skill sets are required. New mindsets are required. And for most people, time management skills are required. Listen, I understand the last thing entrepreneurs want to do is to or want to happen is to be told what to do. I get that. I don't like it either. However, what what I'm really shocked about is the number of people that let the emotions of not wanting to be told what to do override the wisdom of the age of success principles that, that every great teacher was first a great student. Look at anybody in history. They all had a mentor. Every great student, every great teacher was first a great student and every great leader was first a great follower of somebody and again it blows my mind and again i understand let me say it again that entrepreneurs don't want to be told what to do they don't like to be bossed around obviously i understand perfectly i understand that emotion but i am shocked at the number of people that let that those emotions of not want to be told what to do override And replace the wisdom of the age of success principles that every great teacher was first a great student and every great leader was first a great follower. I've been a generic teacher and trainer since 2000. For me, personally, it's it's been hard this year. Uh, I think our team might disagree, but it's been hard for me uh, to get out of the generic trainer mindset and into the leadership mindset uh, when we started building uh, the APL Go team. And so for Dale Calvert today, yes, absolutely, without question, no apologies. If you're going to join the North America launch team, my attitude is it's my way or the highway. And I don't apologize for it because myself and the people I work with, they're not focused on making a couple hundred extra bucks a month. I work with people that their number one goal is to replace their current full time income. And after they've done that, if they're not at a hundred thousand years, a hundred thousand dollars a year yet, then that's the next major goal. And then they want to, number three, pay off their debt, except everything except their home, and get to a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar year income and then be able to create investments, get in a situation where they don't need their check from APL GO to live a comfortable lifestyle. And then number four, if they choose to continue to, to move forward, uh to move forward and develop legacy wealth that will feed their grandchildren. So my job is not to cater to mediocrity, the lack of time management skills or improper mindsets and undeveloped skill sets that members of my team may have. You know, I'm not building a social club. My job is to inspire people to become all they can become and help them develop the proper mindsets, skill sets and time management skills that can help them maximize their true upside potential. And I understand the path, the road, the blueprint, whatever you want to call it, at a level that it sincerely haunts me. Uh, My track record for sponsoring and developing full-time earners in this profession is well-documented over many years. So, yes, it is my way or the highway. And I hope this interview with John Milton Blog will help you understand why.
1: the number one mind in network marketing, the MLM Profit, Network Marketing Virtual Mentor, and a host of other names that we will not mention because this is a family show. Frankly, he's just a small-town guy that figured out that the real product in network marketing is people. Dale Calvert.
0: Before we get into the interview of John Milton Fogg, I just want to explain again that I sincerely believe that since 1995, when Success Magazine came out, With the we create millionaires issue, uh, talking about the network marketing profession, it's, you know, the stats will tell us it's been on a downward trend. And honestly, the time it came out, none of us saw that happening. Uh, a business model that was really admired from afar back then, uh, now has people in the real world convinced that we were, we're all insane. And quite frankly, I don't blame them. Uh, the truth of the matter is, if the stars don't line up with your opportunity, if you're not with the right company at the right time in history, nothing else you do matters if you want to achieve your full upside potential. But if they do line up and you know you're in front, the front end of the wave, and you're not on the back end, then Common Business Sense says you have to run your team you know your team building efforts, like, like a franchise. You know a, a my way or the highway franchise. If you ever expect real leadership development and true duplication, there's a reason. When I travel to Budapest, Hungary, and Toronto, Canada, and New Zealand, and Sydney, Australia, and Acapulco, Mexico, or any other place in the world. Whenever I was traveling all over the world, you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken is Kentucky Fried Chicken. A Big Mac is a Big Mac. It works. People know what to expect. And it duplicates. If I order a Big Mac in Maui, Hawaii at the McDonald's, I know I'm ge- what I'm getting. There's no confusion. Uh, if the owner decides that they're going to put pineapple in the special sauce, then guess what? They lose their franchise why is this concept so hard for network markers to figure out are we really that so ego centered do we really want I, I mean I, I sincerely don't know and I've become to realize that some people would rather be creative than rich I mean Mark Arnell figured it out he talked about it in his in the legendary article it Uh, If you haven't read it, it's at topmomtrainingarticles.com. But the name of the article was, I thought I knew what made me successful and I was wrong. You know, over the years when I felt like people were really sincerely trying to internalize and grasp what it takes to create real duplication, I would always send them to the first generic training I ever produced. It was called Confessions of a Network Marketing Millionaire. We still have it. We've expanded it. It's online now. Uh, It's at mlmconfessions.com, mlmconfessions.com. Or if I didn't send them there, I would send them to this John Milton Fogg interview, which in 2021, I'm calling My Way or the Highway. I hope you enjoy it. I hope it speaks to you
2: hi everybody welcome to another session this one called mlm help now i don't know how you grew up but i grew up through uh the personal growth and development times of the early 70s and a lot of the workshops then were pretty fierce (laughs) they used to uh uh, you know, lower a cannon at you and blow you off the stage. And one of the famous remarks I remember from Werner Earhart was that help is the expectation that someone or something outside of you is going to come along and save your butt. Uh, help has gotten a, a kind of a bad rap. But the gentleman we're going to talk to today is a master of network marketing, and he's all about help. That's his mission, his love, is training and coaching, and his passion is providing duplicatable systems for people. And I want to talk to him about that because I'm generally not a fan of duplicatable systems. Notions of cloning and do it my way or hit the highway, uh, business goes up line, down line, but never cross line kind of stuff comes up for me. And the fact that so many, there are so many varied and different people in network marketing. How can a given system support the different personalities and strengths and values and styles that we all end up with in any downline organization? So it's going to be fun to learn about his perspective because he's been exceedingly successful doing it. He was the number one representative in a company called New Image from approximately 1994 through the year 2000, Uh, 60,000 people in his organization, $120 million in sales. Uh, The guy uh, clearly has been there and has done that. And He shifted about eight years ago to full-time dealing with consulting and training and seminars Uh, He's a prolific author. He's put together a number of these systems. He's got a new one going now, which is truly intriguing, which I want to learn a little more about. It's a let the tool do the work kind of deal uh, in association with Robert Kiyosaki and his perfect business. Looks like uh, an extraordinary possibility for people. As I said, the man does do a little bit of wearing his heart on his sleeve. I met him. It's very interesting. I met him very briefly. We were, we were recalling when that had happened. Cause I was curious if I had met him. And it's unusual not to meet a guy like this for me having, uh, he's been in this business since he was 20. I've been in this business for 20 years. And we ran into each other at one of Art Jonak's masterminds. But it was one of those shake hands, hi, I know you, you know me kind of deals. But we didn't sit down and talk. So this is my uh, first opportunity to get to know this guy. His reputation precedes him. I, I called a number of people and I said, give me the straight story on this gentleman. And they did, and it was a good story. Uh This is a guy whose investment in people is his stock and trade. Uh He's got the, the cars, the houses, the multi-million dollar, you know, portfolio or whatever, but when you speak to him about what turns him on most in this business, it's helping people and the results that he's been able to to facilitate others in achieving. And Boy, that's my, uh, my number one criteria for a real leader in this business. You don't hear about the cars and the watches and the homes and the travel. You hear about what they're able to do, what their vision is for their people. Uh, that's where this man comes from. So good session coming up. Learn a lot, I will. I hope you do too from Mr. Dale Calvert. Good day, sir. It's
3: more than a pleasure, John. I'm excited to be with, with, with you and uh, your listeners.
2: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Duplicatable systems, let's hold our nose and jump right in. I do want to find out a little bit about your history, how you got started. But you heard my introduction. Sure. You know what I think about duplicatable systems, and it, it is from the hard knocks school of watching many of them not work. Tell me what you mean by it, and tell me the kinds of systems you've created that you recommend that you teach and train on. Well, you know, I,
3: I, being someone who's read basically everything I, I think that you've written over the years, this is probably the only, the only area that, that we have a little bit of a difference. And I think it's probably just because of where I'm coming from. But, you know, I think in the industry when people get started, uh, they, to some degree, have to, have to find their own strengths. They have to find their own way. In the beginning, it, it's so much about personal growth, personal development, my time management skills, my ability to communicate with other people. And our focus in the, in the beginning is, is on ourselves and our own personal growth. And eventually, there has to be, I call it the leadership paradigm shift, where you're not worrying so much about yourself, but you're worrying about and focusing on your team and the people that you that you get involved uh, in your program. And what I finally came to the conclusion was uh, that there's there's a, a large segment of the people that join. Any network marketing organization, I call them the 27 percenters. I believe an organization is made up of 70 percenters, 27 percenters, and 3 percenters. And 3 percenters have the attitude, get out of my way, I'm going to go make it happen. And they usually do. And those are the people that have basically built the industry. But it's those 27 percenters, and I, and I call them, you know, they're just good, honest, hardworking, teachable people. And those people... Are usually end up being taught by the three percenters and the three percenters, their, their mentality for the most part is just, well, you got to work harder and they don't really understand the support and more importantly, the structure that the 27 percenter needs in order to succeed because 27 percenters spend their career a lot of times Trying to find the magic bullet, Uh, they don't know who to follow. They go to one seminar and there's a grandmother that's doing extremely well, and she's doing the business this way. And then the next speaker at this event is a young couple, and they're doing it the opposite way the grandmother does it, and they stay in a state of confusion. So, I believe, and what the way we built our organization was. When we brought people in, it was very, very unified, it was very duplicatable, and we, we applied what I call the McDonald's, uh, concept to our network marketing business. I mean, if I, if I go into a McDonald's, uh, or a Starbucks, or any successful franchise, I went to Starbucks this morning, and it doesn't matter if I'm here in Kentucky, or in Dallas, or in Virginia, or Wherever I go, when I pull up to the Starbucks, they're going to say, "Welcome to Starbucks. What can I get started for you today?" And that terminology is taught, and and only ter- when you when you when you really refine what you do to that level, then and only then can it really be duplicated. And with uh, McDonald's, I mean, you go into a McDonald's, the French fries always on the left. I can go to work at any McDonald's anywhere in the world and I know where everything is. I know what my term, I know that I'm going to ask them, would you like to supersize that? I know what my, 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 uh, my row is. I know what my, my terminology is. And when you produce that kind of, uh, unity within your organization, it gives people a strength and a power because they know everybody's on the same page doing the same thing and it's working and they aren't constantly looking for the magic bullet. And I could go on and on about this concept because I really believe in it. I believe it's a missing link in the industry. I understand why it is because the industry for 50 years has been built with three percenters, but the masses, the twenty seven percent, which are really I think the people that are missing it are 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 not getting the support that they need, are looking for a much more structured environment and a and structured way to build their business and they're looking for a higher level of direction and training and uh you know, we built our organization of 60,000, and our leaders were 27 percenters. We had a th- few three percenters, but they conformed. They didn't like it, but they conformed to what we were doing, and, uh, you know, they made uh, awesome incomes and built awesome organizations because of it. So, I mean,
2: I could go on and on, John, but that's the well, Yeah, you know, I, I want you to go on and on. Yeah. Uh, I do want to make one little caveat which is uh if you get a chance to to have this conversation from the stage in Australia or Great Britain uh understand that their French fries machines are on the right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was I, I used I used to say the very same thing about about duplication. That's probably where I got it from.
3: <laughs> and uh
2: well doubtful it's been uh, uh it's been used many times because it's it's right on. What what I want to know most is what are the elements, what are you saying the elements are of this duplicatable system, and how do you make the space? I know you 're sensitive to individuals i mean you you pointed out you know here 's the grandma who did the business one way, and here 's the young couple doing the business the other way, and it creates confusion for people and i 'm real sensitive to that, and clearly you are too. How do we make allowances with a duplicatable system that embraces the values and the strengths and the styles of the vast array of individuals we're going to come in contact with in that twenty-seven percent group? Um, I believe that that it's not.
3: I believe that the, that there's um, the three percenters are. Have much more drive determination naturally whatever you want to call it they they've got the personality plus uh, they have the drive they have the determination they have the the attitude get out of my way i'll get it done and and most of the conflict and most of the rub is created from those people and and I believe that most twenty seven percenters have the attitude i'm teachable I want to make a difference in my family's life. If you just show me what to do, I will do it. And they need that kind of support structure for the most part. Uh, you know, the, A concept that we teach is when you unify your organization, when, you, when your organization becomes unified and duplicated on what they're doing, unity creates a separation from the masses. When you unify, you separate. You know that's why McDonald's is different from, or had the success, and, and is different from Mom and Paul's hamburger stand. You know the unity created a separation, and you know this all goes back for me to um, I guess the the second network marketing company I was with, and it was it was built and everywhere, everywhere you look were three percenters, and they were all teaching different ideas and concepts. And at this point in my career, this whole unity creates separation and creating unified systems and working with 27 percenters, all that had kind of been formulated in my mind. And when I we went to a big event, I mean, I would have a special conference call before we went to the event and said, look, guys, here's what's going to happen. You know, you're going to have 14 different people telling you 14 different ways to do it. We know what we're doing. We're having success. We're going to continue to have success. And any questions that that come up during the, this weekend, I want you to come to me directly afterwards and we'll talk about it. And it was it was tough keeping people focused and moving forward and not, you know, thinking somebody else has the magic bullet, but It, you know, ultimately it worked and it created a strength and it created a power within our team. And at that time with that particular company, I had one of the vice presidents tell me, he said, Dale, you know, when our volume was decreasing every month, you were, you had the only team that was continuing to grow. And I, and I think it's in direct proportion and because of you know, the unity and the strength and the the things that we were teaching people in a very sequential step by step order. I mean I, I just I, I this is I believe in this so so much and I know that it's you know, most a lot of people talk about duplicatable systems but they really don't have duplicatable systems. They have a way that they teach people how to prospect. But what about when somebody doesn't show up at a meeting? What specifically do you do? Are they, they aren't on the conference call. What specifically do you do? I believe you take every aspect of the business and you systemize it and you break it down
2: and you name it and therefore it can be duplicated. Every aspect. All right, I'm going to put on my bulletproof boots so that if i do shoot myself in the foot it's not going to hurt that much. Oh, okay. <laughs> where where then do you come down on things like upline magazine and the mastermind sessions where part of my job for 20 years has been exposing network marketers to various people in the business, their stories, their struggles, how they overcame them, uh, and you know, they're going to present different ways of doing this and doing that. Does that mean that you're, you're the kind of leader that ain't gonna tell people about that magazine or, or the mastermind sessions?
3: Uh, no, and I was a, uh, you know, lifetime member of Upline and, uh, I believe that everybody needs to learn from the stories of other people. I believe the story, uh, you know, that's, that's the key. That's where the inspiration comes from. And, uh, You know, I believe we can all learn from each other and over, it probably took 10 years to formulate totally what I do, what I teach, what I believe. And that the, everything came from as much education as I possibly could get during those 10 years. I mean, I, and I continue and, and I would continue to add something that would fit within the system. I mean, if we need to sell McRibs, you know, and McRibs makes sense, and we'll put a McRib on the menu and and, and implement it into what well, into the system, into the program. The problem is in network marketing, you have people. I'm from Hawaii, so I think we should sell pineapple burgers, and they get and that's kind of the way that the things get uh, they, they they go askew. But for my first. Four or five years when I was working a full-time job, uh, I I was able to keep a Walkman. And for people that aren't don't know what a Walkman is, it was an
2: iPod that played cassettes for the younger generation. But uh, you know, but I had a Walkman. Yeah, you and a, and a covered wagon, I know.
3: Yeah, I mean, and I listen to tapes eight ten hours a day, every single day, every day to get myself as educated on, on as I possibly could. So, uh, you know, I believe that we should study the success stories and try to see people where they've been and not where they are. So many times we we see people where they what what, what they've accomplished and we don't realize the the road they had to travel in order to achieve the success that they enjoy at this point in, or at that
2: point in their life. Well, the two things that that occur to me about that. Number 1 is there's a bunch of them out there, famous ones who don't tell the truth, right? You know, I mean, how many times have you heard about the uh, kid uh, who was uh, in college and working as a waiter and uh, became a multimillionaire in network marketing, forgetting to tell you that mom and dad were huge in in herbal life or whatever? Right. Uh, you know, there's that part of it. But the other one that fascinates me, uh, Dale, and, and from the sound of you, and certainly your track record, this is a place where you get separated from, uh, where you separate yourself from a large group of leaders out there, is they don't know. They don't. The, one of the challenges, I think, with the three percenters, Besides do it my way or hit the highway, besides I'm a red personality and I'm, I'm a dominant personality and, and this is how I do things and blah, 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 for which the people in the audience sit there and look at them and they're inspired by them except they have the thought, I can't do that. That's I can right. never do that. That ain't me. The, the other aspect is I don't think they know. They've never asked. They just do it.
3: You're exact, that's, I agree with that 100%. I call, you know, they threw enough mud on the wall and some of it stuck. I mean, that's what, and, and, and the problem is that their, their people threw enough mud on the wall and some of it stuck. And you had three percenters stacked up on top of three percenters in different groups. I, this m- huge masses, huge group of people that don't have that, whatever that is, the 27 percenters need more direction and coaching and support than go out there and work harder and throw more mud on the wall. You know, I, I call it pinnacle leadership, and I talk to people, you've got to look at somebody and you say, you know, people that have made $10,000 a month in this industry are a dime a dozen. That's 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 no big deal. The first thing you have to look at is, okay, how many people in their organization are making that kind of income and more importantly than that how many people have those people trained that are making that kind of income is there three levels of of full time income being made and the the most important thing is are all three of those levels are they all teaching the same thing or are they all teaching different things now first of all it's really hard to find three levels of $10,000 a month income earners that's extremely hard and if you happen to, I can almost guarantee you that they're all doing their own thing their own way. If you ever find somebody and they're all on the same page, now you've got unity, now you've got a system that can be taught and that the twenty seven percenter can plug into and accept and and expect,
2: you know, good results. I was in Indonesia speaking a number of years ago for a, a very substantial leader there and uh, he had warned me in subtle ways and direct ways at a meal before before my presentation that uh, he was all about a duplicatable system and I should basically watch my butt while I was up on stage with what I told his people and to make the point Dale even more strongly he spoke before I did and he brought up like seven young men from his organization. And it was it was interesting. I mean, from the get-go, I knew what was happening because these seven guys were all Armani dressed with Versace ties and, you know, Italian shoes in Indonesia. Right. And he went through a kind of standing up, um, I can't remember what this is called, a uh, breakdancing routine. He did a, a kind of hip-hop-y routine that lasted about 20 to 30 seconds. And he showed it to the first guy, and he asked the first guy now to do what he did, mm-hmm. and the first guy did pretty well. He probably he probably captured ninety three four percent of what the leader did. Then he had the first guy show the second guy, and then the third guy show the fourth guy, and the fourth whispering down the lane. And man, it was really obvious because by the time they got to guy number four, it was a totally different show. Than that which the leader had done, and his point, which he made very strongly, was: "Look, you know, you've got to focus on and learn from one source." And I've been fighting this for years, and you're gaining on me, Calvert. <laughs> well, well,
3: I think, I think, and that's a great example. But I think that that the fourth guy in the line can can understand. If your support structure is in place, the fourth guy in line can really be better than the second or the third. Even the fifth guy in line can, can understand the system better than the, it, it, they don't have to depend upon the other people to to grasp the system. And I think that that is the key as far as how is the system implemented to your team. Because if if it's dependent upon one person, To tell the next, to tell the next, to tell the next, Uh, there's no way it cannot be a breakdown. But we, we had, when a person joined the organization, they learned the basic system on four audio CDs. And that's the basic recruiting system, the basic retail system, our product movement system. They learned the basic foundational system the day they joined. They got that on CD. Once a month, In every location that we had all over the United States, the first Saturday of every month, there was what we call a live quick start training. It it, it held at every location, every Saturday, started at 9, ended at 12. It's three segments, and it reinforces what they heard the day they joined then at every and at that time of course we were doing live opportunity meetings all over the country but it doesn't matter if you're doing doing them on a conference call or a webinar it's the same concept we had 8 weeks 8 8 training sessions everybody had their own training manual and this was a little bit more advanced and they would go through week 1 week 2 and then we, when we finished week 8 we would start over at week 1 and overcoming call phone call reluctance was one of the was one of the segments but it was eight weeks, it was constantly repeated and after a person had set through it two or three times and they were having success then that's how we train people. Well, they they learned from the eight week training that's how they got in front of the first is through teaching a training and our quick starts and in implantation and of of the material Gave people all, all put all people on the same level, and all pe all all of our people had the opportunity to grow, and for lack of a better term, become a manager within our
2: McDonald's because of the system. So, Dale, detail for me the the highlights of the system. What were the important areas, and what were the elements that you trained on? Okay. Well, the first CD is
3: until you know why the how doesn't matter. You know, the one thing that I've learned over the years is the people that make it have strong desire. I mean extremely strong desire. They have and they know specifically why they're doing the business, they know specifically what they want to accomplish from the business, you know, they they have the ability to dream. So the first is until you know why, the how doesn't matter, we had a top three reasons, a top twenty reasons, systematic uh a system to help people get in touch with their
2: why. Uh, are there so, any el- are there any elements of that that you can share? Um, how how you connect people with that? Because and I, I'm asking very selfishly. Um, you know, I know this one, and I've known this one for years. And in all honesty, I still kind of struggle with it. Yeah, I right. know. Okay, it's not the money. Right. Uh, so what's the money for? uh but drilling down into that i I keep bumping up against you know not not being clear and 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 not being able to stick my finger on stuff right, and
3: what we really did with that just that segment and really everything, but you create a culture around that and and you know one of the and part of this system we we have what we call the twenty reasons, and that's the first step is okay, sit down and Think about what are 20 things, 20 reasons, what are 20 things you want to accomplish because you're in the business. And just let your mind go. You know, Jim Rohn talks about people don't accomplish more because they don't want enough. They don't want more. So I want people to really think, you know, small, big. You know, what what do you really want to accomplish? What would really, you know, make a difference in your life or for the people that you care about? And from that 20, isolate your top three. And your top three is probably where most of your inspiration is going to come from. And then, you know, we do a whole series where we take the top three and, and now let's change the words into pictures. And, you know, if you want to go to Hawaii, you know, you've never been to Hawaii. You want to go to Hawaii? Let's get the pictures. And you know, a lot of this goes back to the foundational uh, Amway. You know, it really does. And and and, but it's the way our mind works. Our mind works in pictures. We think in pictures. And so we we take the top three. And like for me, when I first got started, I I had a I've looked every day at a five thousand dollar check because at the time five thousand dollars a month. You know, this is. 25 years ago or so would get me out of IBM. So I wanted, I wanted to be full time. I wanted to go to Hawaii and I wanted a new car. So I had a picture of a Mercury Cougar, a a Hawaii, and a $5,000 check. And that's what I thought about daily. And when I got down, you know, that's, that's what keeps people inspired. Your reasons is, is what keeps people in the game. And so many people, They don't know why they're doing it other than this looks like a good way to make some extra money. That's not going to keep them in the game. So you have to, you have to in the beginning, uh, help them really get established with this because if I know why I'm doing it, it's harder not to start and it's, and it's much harder to give up. If, if, if I give up, my kids aren't going to private school. You know that's so that's number one in the system, and that's the most important thing. And I tell people, until people have their twenty reasons, their top three, don't teach them a thing. Don't try to work with them. You know that's number one until they've established why. I don't care how much product they want to order. Or I don't care if their aunt you know aunt mary wants to to uh have a home meeting or whatever i none of that if they don't know why they're doing it i'm not doing a thing with them that's the first that i throw the ball i throw the ball to them they have to throw the ball back when they throw it back it's it get, giving me copies of their reasons and and their why because i can't help them get where they want to go if i don't know what they want to
2: accomplish so I do it. That's it. I, I do a thing called belief busters, and uh, once again, my motivation is selfish. I learned uh, through experience and through winning and through losing that beliefs were fundamental. Bottom line, you must have encountered in this pursuit of people's why ways that people's fundamental beliefs got in the way of their being able to see their whys and express their whys because they didn't think there was any possibility. Uh, they had thoughts that no matter what they do, it's never enough or good enough or things like that. Did you encounter that, number one? And if you did, and I'm sure you did, what did you do about it? Well, that in, in
3: the eight-week training, uh we had we had one session. Our most popular called "Programming Your Mind for Success." We also had another called. Oh, uh, 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 I'll tell you in a minute, but it was about the obstacles that you run into in the beginning. I can't remember the specific title of the training, but the the thing that I have found is, you know, as Napoleon Hill says, "What the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve." I don't care if they tell me that they don't I just want to know what can what can what can you believe because if they say a $300 check would change my life then put that on your list. I don't care that it's not 30,000 or 300,000 a month. I don't because of what I've found is if you can create some success for people in the beginning then they will start to believe. If they have initial success, then they're going to start to believe. And once they they reach that three hundred dollar check, then their next twenty reasons sheet, they will might put a thousand dollar check on it. And and I know I talked I worked with one guy and and he was doing pretty good twenty five hundred or so a month. And I had and he was trying to get to three thousand so he could quit his job. And I said forget three thousand right and and he was looking at a check every day for three thousand. I said, write a check for four thousand and put that on your mirror, and that's what you're working towards. Well, he blew right through the three thousand, and then we then we then we bump it up to six, and and it's just helping people develop belief, baby steps at a time, and that's why when when you bring somebody in there, you've got to get them some initial success because that's. That sparks that hope, and that creates them walking down the path, and they'll play ball with you because they see what you're doing is helping them and it's working. And if they continue down the road, then then you know they're, they're going to have success. Most people still don't, but I knew if I could if I could have that kind of one-on-one, let's go down the road together relationship with people. And develop three to five people a year. Then, very unified, very systematically. Then, within three or four years, I would be in a situation where my organization was going to continue to duplicate, not because it was built upon personality, but because it was built upon systems. And that's what we saw. I mean, it took me ten years to make 000, have a hundred thousand dollar have a hundred thousand dollar year in this industry. But my eleventh year jumped to a million, and my twelfth year jumped to three million, and only because of the unified, duplicatable systems that were in place, and people that had not just bought into it, but who had experienced it and knew how to take people through the through the path that they had walked.
2: So, Dale, you mentioned in what you just said, you mentioned IBM. Uh huh. Were you an engineer or a, oh, no. a marketer? No,
3: I, neither. I, I put I I I put the Selectric typewriters together.
2: <laughs> I, I had one of those. Yeah. yeah, I had one yeah, of those. I probably
3: I was... probably put the motor and the keyboard on it.
2: <laughs> oh. it, was, it was back. Uh, that was back before I got my Walkman. <laughs> 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 um, you said uh, earlier and earlier ago, you said uh, you started talking about the story. Tell me your story. How did you get involved? Where did you come um, from and how did you first get involved in this?
3: Well, I'm from a little town in Kentucky called Stamping Ground. It's population 400. It's like Mayberry. Uh, literally, there's not a stoplight in the town. And that's, that's kind of where I grew up here in Kentucky. I'm about 15 miles north of Lexington. Uh, when I was about nine, 10 years old, I got into magic as a hobby, being a magician. And that continued to grow and I became a member of the International Brotherhood of Magicians when I was 14. And I had a, I kind of did pretty good through high school. Just, I would do magic shows during the holidays and kids' birthday parties. And, uh, here in Kentucky, we have a lot of, uh, parties that go on at the different horse farms, and they would hire me to walk around and do close-up magic, and I had a pretty good little business, and I really loved that. I had a passion for it, and I was looking for a way to be able to make some extra money so I could, you know, really devote time to my magic and hopefully leave IBM. I uh, I, I went to school at night. Uh, after I graduated high school I went to, I was going to night school, I was working, and then I got hired at IBM full time and when I got hired there everybody said, Dale, you've got it made now. Great company, great benefits, just stay there, work hard and great things are ahead of you and and I couldn't stand it. I just hated that environment. So I was looking for a way to make extra money, to supplement the money I was earning Doing, doing different magic gigs around central Kentucky and uh, sent away for everything, bought everything, every Opportunity Magazine. Uh, I started uh, listening to audio cassettes from uh, from Amway because I love the motivation. And, and just kind of from that standpoint, I got, kind of got sold on the concept of residual income and I uh, end up getting involved with the Shackley Corporation when I was twenty and uh you know it probably within two or three years of that i I fell in love with the industry with the people the whole the power of it, and it really gave me a good place to direct my energies and my focus and Creativity and I just, I love the industry and, and, you know, I kind of decided maybe I want to do this for the rest of my life. And, uh, after being involved with Shackley Corporation for five years, I was able to finally, uh, leave IBM and, uh, you know, I've never had a paycheck from a company since that day. And, uh, you know, I've been involved in three network marketing companies over my career. And then, uh, in 2000s when we decided, hey, we're just gonna devote our full time efforts to coaching and teaching and, and decided well, I didn't want the responsibility of a, of a downline team anymore. And, what, uh, it's been great. What
2: were the keys or key to your success? I mean, you, you did okay with Shackley, but certainly wasn't enough to keep you there. Right.
3: Um, I think, you know, if it hadn't been for my reason top three reasons, I would have never made it through 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 that beginning years. But it was that's what drove me. I mean, I, I wanted I wanted out of IBM, I wanted to go to Hawaii one day, I wanted a new car, and probably you know, my ultimate reason was there was a brand new development that was uh largest l man made lake here in Kentucky. And, uh, home sites, just absolutely beautiful, about eight miles out of town. And I thought one day I want to have a home here and I would, you know, drive out there to this gated community and just think about that. Cause at the time I was driving an old beat up Chevette and living in literally a 600 square foot home, four room home. And, uh, so the reasons and knowing why put me in a situation where if I didn't do this, I had no options really I mean there was, what else am I going to do I can stay at IBM for thirty years or I can you know get better at what I'm doing at my at my craft at network marketing at what I want to be my profession and I can get really become better at that I can I can control that and if I continue to to grow and learn and develop, then you know it's possible for me to be able to have my my dreams fulfilled in this industry. And there's really no other place that I was aware of that would allow me to to fulfill the success that I wanted and and to have the things in life I wanted like the network marketing industry. So, I think the thing that drove me without question was just. Uh, a, a desire and and a determination that I wasn't going to quit.
2: Dale, is that, uh, is that the house where Mike Patillo recorded his uh, famous Apprentice See, video? No,
3: no, that, that's that's uh, that house. We ended we ended up building uh, a couple years later, and that on a hundred acres. And uh, you know, that, that that the the house I I did end up at Mallor Point and. Uh, On the lake and loved it and could have stayed there and been happy for the rest of my life. And, uh, I was looking at maybe buying some, some, uh, a cabin or something in Gatlinburg or somewhere to get away. And at the time my, my wife said, well, you know, I'd really like to talk about getting closer to Lexington, Kentucky before we buy something, you know, on the beach or in the mountains. And so one thing led to another and we ended up Building that home which uh you know, over sixteen thousand square feet and a lake on the back and that's that's the home that Mike uh, did his apprentice video in front of. <laughs> yeah.
2: That that was a remarkable piece.
3: Yeah, I thought he did great with that. Yeah, I, I really I really liked it. Mike's full of spit and vinegar, you know. <laughs> a little.
2: <laughs> yeah. No.
3: Yeah,
2: um, he's a good kid. So one of the things that I think you've done very very well is is i mean you you are uh, well known as a as a pioneer of lots of things i mean you you had membership websites before this you know before anybody was doing this current craze about membership websites you were using right. webinar technologies um you put a mall online before Quickstar, uh, and you've done a lot with lead generators, autoresponders, lead capture pages. Talk to me a little bit about that. I mean, one of the things many of us who have played on the internet have done is to, is to pour uh, a great deal of money and a great deal of time and, and waste a great deal of dreams. On trying to utilize the internet in a, in a way that works for our business, what are the ways you found that work best? Well, you know, I, I absolutely love the internet
3: and believe in the internet, and it's just it's just a phenomenal, phenomenal tool. And I think what happened, it probably hit its peak. I'll, I'll say three years ago, where. It was, and, and you still see it a lot today, but I think people are starting to wake up where everybody said, you know, uh, you know, go to the internet and you'll get rich and, and that's what, the only way to build a network marketing business is you have to do it online and all that. And I don't, you know, I, I believe in a sequential, I believe everybody should strive to become a master at prospecting, a master at prospecting. Where you understand and you can be successful, uh, in every aspect, you know, and we start, I I mean, I teach warm market from warm, and how to successfully, effectively work in your warm market, get the dollar signs out of your eyes, you know, your, your warm market is for referrals basically, then how do you create leads in your local market from there, I believe you should do some newspaper advertising from there, you move into what everybody's calling the answer, which is not the answer, but that's the funded proposal concept. I believe in that, but it's not the only way. And then, you know, you move into the Internet. And the problem that I see online is number—it's twofold. Number one is people are spending a lot of time, energy, and effort driving traffic to a uh, company, self-replicated website and when the prospect goes to that site you know maybe they've they've responded to a, a classified ad or a google ad word or whatever but they they get the they get the person to go to their website and when the person goes there they don't know Uh, They have multiple options, and there's too many options. They don't know how to find information on the product, or they don't know how to find information on the opportunity, and they've got all these links and all these options, and a confused mind does nothing, and they end up clicking out. So that's the first thing that's happening with network marketers. And then, thankfully, a lot of people have started to understand that when I send someone to my site, I have to capture that data. and I have to use a lead capture page or squeeze page, whatever you want to call it, and, you know, probably the last two or three years, you know, you see this trend, thankfully, where people are understanding that follow-up is more important than the initial contact, and when somebody comes to your website, if you don't collect their data and have a way to follow up with them, then it's going to do you no good, and, you know, you have to be able to follow up. Now, what has happened, really what I've seen in the last, especially 18 months or so, is that the consumer, when they come to a website, most consumers now have fake email addresses or email addresses that are not, not, uh, maintained, and they'll put in a fake name, fake email address, or an email address that they'll never check to get past the squeeze page or the lead capture page to whatever information they want to discover. And you're seeing this. I mean, uh, I talk to people and have been in the last 11, 12 months that say, Dale, this is becoming bad. You know, I'm having people like Snow White and Mickey Mouse signing up on my lead capture pages daily and fake phone numbers and what's the answer. And we've come out with, with this new program that you mentioned earlier around Robert Kiyosaki and the, the audio CD, The Perfect Business. and Basically what we discovered and what we believe and what we see as the next trend is about three years ago when people would come to our website, we changed from a traditional sign up for our newsletter, it's great type message to Sign up for our No Fluff Marketing Newsletter, and when you do, we're going to send you in the mail this free, free three hour audio training program. And we would send it to them, we still do, uh, we don't even ask for a postage and handling fee, they sign up, they're going to get something sent to us in the mail, or sent to them in the mail, it's $29, $97 three hour audio program, we mail it to them. And as soon as we implemented this, we started noticing that we were getting real data. We were getting real names, real mailing addresses and real phone numbers. And I guess it's human nature that you know if somebody's going to be sending you something in the mail, then you better give them the correct mailing postal address. So I think it's the mentality of a fake info, it's all going to be fake or inaccurate are real information if they know they're having something mailed to them. So we started doing this about three years ago, saw an immediate change in the accuracy of the data and really the number of people that registered based upon the visitors because they were actually getting a, a gift of value and about 3 years ago you you started seeing internet markers talking about you have to incentivize your website, you have to give them a free ebook or a free something. It has to be incentivized. And that's true and that's worked in some of our other sites for a couple of years, but the last 12-18 months you're even seeing a decline in that based uh versus uh Sending a physical product, so I believe the next trend, without question, is physical product. You, it, when p- when you drive people to your website, they have to request a physical product. A physical product has a more uh, perceived higher perceived value than a digital product. Plus, you're going to most importantly, you're going to get accurate information. So, because of all this and watching all these trends, we that's why we came up with the a free RKCD program, and basically what this is is just an affiliate site. It can be used right now. We only introduced this about 10 days ago. We have this, uh, MLM distributors, network marketing distributors from 37 different companies right now, and uh, what they're able to do is instead of sending traffic to their corporate self-replicated website or instead of sending traffic to their squeeze page that is getting results that are diminishing daily. They send people to this free RKCD site. Their prospect requests the CD, a physical product, uh, and what we do as a company is we mail out on their behalf the CD to their prospect. We send them the name and the email they get that immediately of the person that's requested the CD. After we validate the postal address, then they get the complete data on that person, their name, their email, their postal mailing address, and their phone number. Uh, we mail out the CD form. They don't have, they're outsourcing their, this whole process to us. We mail the CD form, and then in seven days, we have a phone script that they can follow up with that person that received the, the Robert Kiyosaki Perfect Business CD, and if they've received it and they've listened to it, that CD is one of the most powerful CDs I've ever had, I've ever heard. Probably the most powerful to open people's mind up to the possibility of a home business, network marketing, residual income. And I believe that it prepares people now to hear your message regarding your particular company. So we're really excited about this program. Our people are excited about it. The people that are implementing it and using it are fired up about it. And uh, we just feel like this is going to be a home run uh, without question because it's a win-win for everybody. The consumer gets a CD that is very valuable from a New York Times bestseller, the, the the distributor gets a lead that is pre-qualified because if Robert Kiyosaki doesn't open up their mind to the power of residual income, then probably they're upline on a three-way or a conference call or nothing else is going to. So it prepares the prospect's mind and heart, and the distributors uh, have got a streamlined uh way to create qualified leads and they outsource the mundane to our company and uh it's just we're really fired up about it, excited about it. We've got affiliates from uh eleven countries the first ten days and uh they're having success and so that's kind of the thing that we've been working on the most the last really it's been a three year project putting this together but we finally got it
2: rolled out and we're fired up and excited about it. So do you think that the days of e-zines and presentations, digital presentations online, like come to this website and and watch this DVD, lead capture using blogs and YouTube, you think those days are numbered?
3: No, I, I really don't. But I think I think for the most part, if you, if you send people to a site that offers them a a CD by Robert Kiyosaki, who basically is known worldwide. And once they receive that CD, the fact that you have to mail it means you're going to get accurate data to follow up with. And after they've received that CD and listened to it, then the odds of you getting them to your online presentation. Are getting them to take a look at your, your YouTube video or your, or get on your conference call or whatever your normal play one is, increases dramatically. And, and that's what, that's what we see, that's what we believe. It's, it's the, the two benefits. Number one is accurate data. And number two is it opens the prospect's mind to a point to where they can hear your message. And, and have an interest in your message because, uh, that CD has opened up their mind and heart to the possibility of network marketing residual income. Definitely increase in results and, and, and more success for the amount of time that you spend. You aren't, you know, you just aren't pushing a rope constantly. They'll actually
2: want to get on the webinar. And that's, that's what we see. So in general, uh, backing up for the, for the uh, panoramic view. What do you see for network marketing? We've got a, a very unique uh, economic situation occurring in the country and the world today, and there are going to be things obviously beyond that. Uh, what do you see happening near-term and longer-term for uh, network marketing? Well. I think, in general, you
3: know, network marketing is just—it it just gives too many people, like myself, the opportunity to create some time freedom in their life and some success, and, and it's not going to go away because uh, you know there's there's always going to be people that are just that want to to grow, learn, develop, achieve, and, I, and typically network marketing has always done better. In a, in a down e- economy and I, and I just think that network marketing is going to be here. I, I do think that you're, we're seeing a shift at some level back to the basics and people are starting to understand that, you know, this is a relationship business that, that, you know, that there's ideas and concepts and, and methods that have worked for 50 years and will work 50 years from now. Certainly, there's going to be more and more uh, technology that's going to open up different ways to prospect and different ways to communicate with people. But you know, I think the future is fine. I just think that people have to uh, understand that you know, in most cases, it's not going to happen overnight, and. Anything worth building is worth building right, and 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 I think you're going to see hopefully more people have a long-term attitude towards the business and towards what they're trying to accomplish. And uh, you know, I feel great about the industry. I, I love the industry. At times, I've really been, been disgusted by what's gone on and what it what what people were doing. But I, I am just been very blessed by it and love it and want to support the good people within it. So I feel good about it. Well, that's a good
2: thing. Yes, yeah, it is. And uh, at the risk of sounding, I don't know, something stupid. <laughs> 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 I'm old enough, so I don't care about sounding stupid anymore. <laughs> <laughs> at the risk of sounding anyway uh, funny, uh, you're a good thing. I'm uh, glad I met you, Mr. Calvert.
3: Oh, it's my pleasure you know I, I was looking forward to this, and you know we recommend your book uh I, we actually even have it on our tool section, and uh it's just really really a pleasure i mean some of the the articles that you've written i mean I have shared with so many people over the years, and uh you know it's just it's refreshing to understand and and talk with people that that understand the really the the power and the life changing potential of this industry and you know don't take it for granted you know i mean we're we're dealing with people's lives here so you know let's don't treat it like the lottery let's give it the respect it deserves and you're Agreed. one of those people
2: yes thank you sir i appreciate you well i appreciate you inviting me mr dale calvert yeah, do you, do you enjoy having your mind changed as much as I do? I really have been a stand against duplicatable systems, uh, for years. And so this guy, uh, opened my mind. Changed, changed my mind about it. From how he describes what he's talking about, and boy, he sure did do the numbers of it. It's why I asked him, who he was at IBM, because he, he almost sounds like he's got an engineer's mind, an engineer's mentality. I, I think that's more his passion for learning what works and what doesn't, and going after what does and discarding what doesn't. Um fascinating. I'm sorry, I mean I'm glad and I'm sorry, I'm schizophrenic as usual, that uh, I waited ten years to get to know this man and to hear his message, great stuff. The um, This Robert Kiyosaki thing he's doing, there's not much that gets my attention in the uh, let the tools do the work area. I certainly believe in that. Uh, Tim Sales, Brilliant Compensation, um, I think was one of the better ones, and, and I've got a challenge with that just because I don't like the darn cartoon. Uh, would rather have live people but uh, i can't imagine for the vast majority of people anybody better than robert kiyosaki doing your presentation i mean talk about let the let the tool do the work mama that's great so uh, i am off to investigate uh, what dale has put together here with this free uh, robert kiyosaki cd we'll probably sign up for it myself and we'll probably sign up so you'll have an affiliate link off of this to track it down, if you want. It sounds very powerful, and from firsthand experience, I know the business of the bogus email addresses. And I just did a recent thing with Belief Busters, where uh, I offered a digital library of 67 self-help classics, and found that a lot of people signed up, got the got the self-help classics library, and then kissed it off. Yeah, you know, they weren't interested in me. They weren't interested in my product. They were interested in their darn freebie. So, I, you know, the man is on to something. And clearly, this is a guy who doesn't get onto something. Uh, he comes from the Art Jonak, Tom Schreider school uh, of test, test, test. Let's see what works, and let's follow up with what works. I know you got his heart. And he, the longer I live... And the longer I live in network marketing, the more important that is to me. I vote with my heart now. And I support people who, who talk to that part of me, who move me, who, uh, that I resonate with. And I, I sense their values and I sense their mission. And that's, just, that's become more important than anything else. And I admire that about this man good good mastermind session and that's what you've been listening to the mastermind sessions if someone passed this along to you and you want to get a subscription for your very own that's easy to do just go to themastermindsessions.com thank you very much for listening i appreciate you
0: Did you have the paradigm shift? That's what I really, really want to know. I hope you did. Of course, John said he had a paradigm shift, and I hope you guys did as well. If you're close, you know, we've gone through these last, what, my introduction. This is session number three, three sessions. Honestly, I guess if you come this far, then you're probably very close to the paradigm shift. I want to invite you to uh, check out the training uh, DVD program we have available at dot com. Because if what you see there doesn't put you way over the fence, then just return the confessions program. And of course, we offer a hundred percent money back guarantee. Uh, actually, by the time most of you be, hear this, it's going to be on online online program, but go check it out because during that, we, what is commonly called let the cat out of the bag. And when we let the cat out of the bag, I told people, you know, we're going to let the cat out of the bag, but most people won't, they won't see the, they won't even see the cat when, they won't even, they won't even know the cat when they see it. And we definitely let the cat out of the bag in that session. And there's some top money earners in multiple companies all over the industry, all over the world. I mean, I'm thinking about Barry Donaldson, uh, um, Five Links, number one money earner, Tim Tim Miller, top money earner at SBC. And the list goes on and on that have told me over the last 20 years that – you know, they bought the that Confessions of a Network Marketing Millionaire when it first came out years ago on VHS and audio and how it totally transformed the way they looked at building their teams. And I know it will today because, again, truth is truth. Uh, wisdom of the ages does not change. It will be the same 50 years as it is from now. And if you have not accessed that training, uh, you owe it to yourself. You owe it to your organization to take a look at that. It's at mlmconfessions.com. Uh, this is Dale Coward. I appreciate you guys more than you know. Please leave me uh, some kind of in, input, impact, uh, opinion uh, on iTunes for this podcast. I look at every one. I respond to many of them. Uh, I I need to know if this is resonating with people. Uh, by the emails that I have have received in the last couple of months, I know a lot of what we're putting out there is really like, my gosh, you know, they're starting to see things through different colored glasses. And again, my hope, my focus always has been and is now more than ever that the network marketing industry profession, if you want to call it that, can get out of the state of, Dissipation, And the only way that's ever going to happen is if people like you uh, get connected with and start teaching, preaching, and believing the core principles on which this awesome industry was founded. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with you next week for another hopefully mind-tweaking episode. This is Dale Calvert. Go check us out at mlmconfessions.com. Uh, check out that program. You'll be glad you did. Hey, this is Dale. We're back in two twenty one, 2021. And it's really hard for me to believe that this was recorded 15 years ago. Uh, before anyone sends me emails or asks about the Free Arcade program, it's no longer online. Uh, the site was hacked multiple times, and after the last hacked, I notified all our members and just shut it down because, you know, in reality in a few years, CDs will be obsolete. However, the perfect business video is on YouTube and it's phenomenal. And even though our focus now is on helping network markers off what I call the MLM hamster wheel and the rabbit holes get out of the rabbit holes that we've talked about over the last month or so on this podcast that you can hear in Previous sessions, uh, we do have a website for our team members to send prospects to that kind of burn out on MOM or don't understand network marketing or the residual income power of network marketing. So, we do have that website available for our team members, and you know, anybody can check it out if you want. But it, the website has that Robert Kiyosaki perfect business video on it and several others. And that's it, worthanotherlook.info, dot info, dot worthanotherlook.info. Uh, I feel like my entire network marketing career, for whatever reason, I've kind of been ahead of the trend. And it really saddens me that this profession has gone from a state of momentum to speculation to dissipation. Uh, I remember when it was in momentum and it was so much fun. We were all having so much fun. And now I believe the entire industry is in a state of it's gone from dissipation, which it was in when when that podcast uh, or that session with John Milton Fogg was recorded. And now we're kind of in a state of fear and delusion because so much of the wrong information has been spread through the Internet by self-proclaimed network marketing gurus that. Information and ideas and concepts that will never be able to be implemented and duplicated by the 27 percenters. Uh, back in the day, if you had a sequential, unified, duplicatable system, you could build with any company that had quality products that you believed in. Today, that's pretty much an impossibility. You know, the work is the same, but if you want to create legacy income, the timing of your opportunity that you're working is critically important. It's critically important today. Uh, years ago when I wrote uh, the booklet, Why the Masses of Network Marketers are Frustrated, Confused, and Don't Have a Clue What They're Doing, that was years ago. The industry was just full of people that if they had sequential systems to plug into, they could develop the lifestyle everybody talks about pretty much with all the companies in the market at the time. Unfortunately, today, we not only have the same group of confused people, but to make matters worse, now they're working with programs that have, that have no chance of ever getting off the ground. No chance. Uh, 90% of network marketing ground floor opportunities that launch are out of business within five years. But what makes it worse? The industry's gotten older, and now they're trying to work with companies that have been around 10, 15, 20, 25 years, and they're working with successful companies. But these companies have already peaked, and the big money's already been made. So now more than ever, and I hope that made sense for you guys, because now more than ever, timing is an important piece of the MOM success puzzle. Uh, it, It just is. Timing is very important, more important than it's ever been. Obviously, you have to have sequential unified duplicatable systems. But even if you have those, you know, 15 years ago, it was different market than it is today. So timing is more crucial than at any time. But if you have the right timing with a company that's not going to be here five years from now, you've got more challenges and more things that you have to think about when when finding the right company than ever before. But, you know, if you're trying to figure out this puzzle again, this video will tell you. It's the answer. MLMsuccess.com forward slash four stars. There's your your answer right there. And just for the record, please don't contact me or any member of our North America launch team about the APL opportunity, the APL opportunity, unless you are ready to plug in and follow a proven sequential, step by step franchise type system. That stacks the odds for success in your favor because at this point in time in my life uh, your time my ta- time is the most valuable asset that we have it sincerely it sincerely is for me at this point I've been doing this way too long uh, at this point don't contact me if you're not ready to plug in because it is my way or the highway this is Dale. I hope you take this session in the spirit in which it was intended. I'll talk with you next week on another session of the momsuccess.com podcast.
1: If you haven't gone over to iTunes yet and rated and left this podcast a review, what are you waiting for? At Calvert Marketing Group, we want to spend our time on the projects that we know are providing the most value for our clients and customers you leaving us a review and feedback on iTunes is something that helps us more than you realize. And more importantly, it helps others like you find us. So if you've not taken the time to rate this podcast, please go over to iTunes and do that for us now. It will only take a couple of minutes out of your busy schedule. Work harder on yourself than you do on your business. And we will be back next week with another inspiring success story, Wisdom of the Ages training, or answers to your questions.